What is up, hockey fans? This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey. Uh, I am Ben Goats, one of your Review Journal Golden Knights beat writers, uh, joined on the other line, as always, by my colleague David Shane. And with a special guest today, uh, Golden Knights goaltender Logan Thompson is here with us. Logan, how's it hanging? That's going pretty well. Um, yeah, just hanging out. Uh, happy to be here. No, awesome. We're super appreciative to have you on. We're so excited to uh, talk to you about the year that you're having in the past couple of years, really, you've had. Uh, before we get into all that, just want to remind everyone that the Golden Edge podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal. Check out all our written work at reviewjournal.com. We are brought to you by Blue Wire. And whatever you guys do, uh, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do podcasts, uh, please do to this one. Uh, so as I said, Logo, we're so excited to talk to you about the the year you're having and the past couple of years. But I think we got to start with uh, your start because, of course, you got your first NHL start not too long ago on uh, January 4th against the Nashville Predators. Uh, when did you know that, uh, you know, that was going to happen for you and you were going to, you know, get that start? Uh, yeah, no, uh, Mike Rizzotti, the, uh, the goaltending coach here, uh, kind of came up to me the day before and just said uh, that I'm playing tomorrow against Nashville. So I, I knew the day before and I got to practice in and just kind of quick last minute tune up to, to get ready for the game. And and yeah, that's kind of how it went down and just super excited and was really happy for the opportunity. What, what was that day like? What was the anticipation like even, you know, maybe even before that, you know, being called up, you played before last year. So, you know, in the back of your mind, you always been you know, eagerly awaiting that, that first start. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm a little more comfortable up here now um, just because uh, I've been around the guys quite a bit now for the last, over the last two years. Um, um, I, I think as soon as they told me, you know, there was definitely nerves. Um, I think preseason was a little hard to, to obviously get in the games. You're a little rusty. You haven't played all summer. So that's kind of a different story. Um, but yeah, no, I was definitely nervous. You know, I, I wanted to definitely see where I was at too. Um you know, where I'm at with this level. And I think that was a good opportunity. I mean, playing against a, you know, a good team like Nashville, I got to kind of see where I'm at, you know, progression wise and see if I can stay in this, stay up the, at this level for sure. Yeah. You kind of, you know, went back and forth with Philip Forsberg a couple times in that game. I mean, once you kind of get through kind of the national anthem and kind of the, you know, being announced as a starter and everything for the first time and kind of hearing the crowd react to that, does it kind of take you a minute to, to settle in once you kind of have that energy kind of, you know, pulsing through you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love the Vegas fans here and, but you know, being, being able to um, hear them kind of call my name out, that was um, something uh, really special and uh, something I'll live um, forever with. So we'll talk about this a little bit more with with you. But did you have a moment? Did did you did you take a you know a few moments to kind of just reflect on your journey? You know, were, were you able to kind of smile and just think about how far you've come and and appreciate all that? You know, during that experience. Yeah, I, I think I did that more after the game. Um, obviously, things didn't kind of go my way, and and I thought the team, you know, I played really well in front of me, and and we definitely deserved. I think to. To, to win that game, especially when you outshoot someone like that, you know, two to one. But, you know, after there, I was you know, obviously disappointed, but I kind of got a chance to sit down and just kind of reflect when I got home. And and that's kind of when it sunk in that, you know, it's been a long journey. And, and even though it didn't go my way, you know, that night, uh, you know, hopefully I'll have more opportunities and and get that first win in in, uh, in the future. Yeah, you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, wanting to kind of see what your level was at, at kind of, you know, the highest level of competition. I guess, do you take confidence from you know, that first appearance and how your first start went? Uh, yeah, the uh, it, it went really well. Um, 
I, I think, uh, you know, there was definitely some things that I wasn't happy about, especially, you know, kind of that first goal, I, I pride myself on, you know, stopping, you know, straight on shots, but I think I got to showcase myself, uh, you know, to the fans and to the organization that, you know, I can make some big saves when needed and, and, and kind of keep the team in it um, at certain times of the game. And, and I, I think that whenever my next chance, you know, when it, will come. I think I'll be, um, you know, definitely more relaxed and ready to go. And, you know, hopefully you can do my job uh, for the guys. I don't know if you're able to hear, you know, during like the zoom interviews or, or afterward, what some of the teammates say after a game, but one of the things that really struck me was something that William Carlson said, he said as a player, one of the things that he notices about goaltenders is the calmness that they give, you know, them as players. And, and I think he was talking about, you know, the calmness that you gave them during that game, did, did you take that as a compliment? Is that, is that something that makes you feel good to know, you know, a player like that feels good about having you back there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, that, that means a lot coming from a guy like that. And I mean, you look at the two goalies that they have this year, you know, with LB and, and Lenny and even last year with flower. I mean, I think all those goalies there, are, you know, of are really good examples of, you know, how confident the team has and whoever's in that, um, at any time in any game. So I kind of want to be that guy, um, you know, in the future that doesn't matter, you know, who's in net, they, they trust me. And it definitely means a lot for sure. So we kind of touched or hinted at your journey so far, but obviously you were, uh, undrafted. You went to, you know, Brock university. You were the first U sports goaltender to appear in the NHL since 1994, which is, a uh, before you were born, which is crazy. Um, I mean, I think I've asked you this before, but it, Curious to get your thoughts again. You know, is there something that you think, you know, people missed with you or, you know, as part of your journey, kind of, you know, leading with that chip on your shoulder to, to prove, you know, that you've got what it takes? I mean, I, I definitely think I've always been able to to hang with, with the big dogs, you know, especially, you know, in junior and, and, and playing against them, you know, I, I never had the hype growing up as a kid. There was never, you know, no one ever talked about Logan Thompson, but I would always you know, be in the same league as these guys. And I, I feel like I would outplay them, you know, even at the younger ranks and kind of the same story at the the junior level. I, I just never got, you know, any attention. And um, yeah, I, I think it, that's kind of how I just kind of got the chip on my shoulder. I, I never felt like I was out of place, but you know, I, I was continued to, to be told I wasn't good enough. And uh, you know, it definitely, you know, set a fire underneath me and, um, it's just, you know, even, even now it's, it's still something I have to live with and, and I'm, and I'm okay with it. I kind of like the underdog role and proving people wrong. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and I hope I can kind of keep doing it. So you've known Kelly McCrimmon, you know, for quite a while. And I asked this kind of half jokingly, but half seriously, like, have you ever had a conversation and been like, like, what, what's up? Like, why didn't you sign me when you had the chance? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the story or not. I don't know, but my 20 year old year, I, uh, I kind of was talking to him and he said, uh, you know, he, he was you know, like everyone else, you know, just LT go to school. You're, you're not good enough. And, you know, you, or you won't sign an NHL contract. And if you ever do, I'll buy you, uh, buy you a case of beer. So I always kind of jokingly tell him he owes me a case of beer now, but I still haven't gotten that yet. So <laughs> you still haven't gotten it. Come on. It's been like two I know, years. He's slacking. Someone should let him know. <laughs> well, next time uh, we, we, we see him, we can definitely mention that to him. Yeah, for sure. Give him a hard time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how crazy is that? Because not only, obviously, you were with the Brandon Wheat Kings, who Kelly was, you know, coach, GM, owner of for a very long time. But even when Kelly came to the Golden Knights, you were at the Knights' first ever 
rookie camp, you started the the first ever game. Um, is it weird to kind of think that in a lot of ways, you know, your career has kind of come full circle where, you know, you started kind of trying out for the Knights and now you're obviously back with the organization? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always said that, you know, I remember my first year at Camper, this is where I wanted to, to play. And, you know, I couldn't really picture myself being in another, you know, NHL jersey when that time came. And I, I just, it was always a dream for me to be a Vegas Gold Knight. And I know how badly I wanted to come to this organization when the opportunity, opportunity you know, presented itself. It was like a no brainer for me. And um, I've always liked playing for uh, Kelly. Um, he, he's always, you know, has your best interest. You know, he's definitely hard and he wants results, but. You know, it's just, you know, I, I really respect them. And then that's something that I, I knew that he'd be hard on me when I came to this organization, but I knew I could, uh, I could come through for him. Team announcements powered by the Review Journal at NevadaPreps.com. Nevada Preps is sponsored by College Prospects of America, connecting student athletes with academic and athletic opportunities. Find out how at CPOA-Nevada.com. So let's go back a little bit. Just you, you kind of mentioned, you know, Kelly McCrimmon was one of the people saying, you know, hey, go to school. You know, that's the best route for you. So so tell us a little bit about how you did end up at Brock. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I uh, I went to Washington Capitals camp, uh, you know, that year. And, you know, they had uh, soon after I signed that PTO contract with them, they they signed actually another goalie. So they had their six. So my fate was kind of settled, uh, you know, in the, before I even showed up at camp. So I kind of realized that. And. Brock University was, you know, reaching out to me all all year. They were definitely the, one of the most, you know, interested um, schools. And even uh, even in CIS hockey, I wasn't getting a lot of interest from the uh, from the big schools, the U of A's, the UNBs, and and stuff like that. I, I didn't really have any, you know, that much interest um, from from the big name schools. But that was okay. I, I wanted to go and play somewhere, anyways. And and Brock kind of gave me that opportunity. That hey, you come in here, you know, you'll be our guy. And you know, I told him that I still, you know, was wanted to come in for one or two years and go pro. And they were very open for that idea. And they just, they just said they wanted to give me an opportunity and I took it. And, you know, it was a little bit of a change of scenery for me, you know, being, you know, out West, it's just a whole new area of, you know, living and, you know, around the Niagara Falls area and, and new scouts coming to see me. So it was an opportunity and, and I, I took it and, um, you know, really thankful that, that they let me play there. Cause I think if I went to, uh, you know, a lot of other schools, I, I wouldn't, have, wouldn't have gotten the chance to be a starting goalie and, and who knows where I'd be today. So, you know, definitely a lot of credit goes to Brock university and, you know, and what they did for me. And, and it's a really, you know, outstanding hockey program that doesn't get a lot of interest. Yeah. What was that year kind of, um, like for you just kind of, you know, obviously your college hockey is a pretty, I think relatively normal experience for a lot of us players. I mean, Dave and I actually both grew up uh, college hockey fans, but, you know, I mean, in terms of obviously Canadian players, it's just kind of an unusual route. So just kind of what was that year like for you balancing obviously school and hockey? Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting for sure. I mean, it's a whole, like I said, USA, like university is so different from Canadian, right? Like that's where they go to, to be going to the NHL or that's kind of a stepping stone for, you know, Canada, it's almost looked at as if you don't make it after your draft year, it's, it's basically you're done. So, and it's still very competitive hockey. There's guys who put up hundreds of points in the WHL and they still go to CIS hockey. So, um, you know, it was very high level. We had a good group of guys at, at Brock and it's, uh, we were a veteran group and I, it's, you know, it's probably the same schedule to a U.S. Um, program um, kind of done the very same way. Just, just not a lot of attention. And obviously, you know, you don't get the fan base like uh, they do in the U S so I'm, I'm kind of curious. And I think I've asked you this before a little bit, but I'm wondering if you can maybe get into it a little bit more is what clicked for you, maybe 
technically as a goalie, if that's what it was, or, or was it maybe just mentally sort of, you know, adjusting the position? Like, like where did the leap come from for you, you know, within your play? Um, I, I think for sure it was mentally. I mean, it's so hard to, and I look back now and I watch junior goalies. I, I think it's so hard to scout and look at goalies that are 16 to you know 18 years old and say they're going to be in the NHL. It's definitely a position that, you know, you mature as a person and it'll help you, you know, mature as a goalie. And I think that was the biggest step for me. The older I got, you know, the more I was, you know, able to understand my body and just in angles and, and just positioning and all that. And I think that that was the biggest thing is, you know, I was always, you know, sporadic and tried to be so athletic. And even now, the older I'm getting, I can learn to, you know, just calm down, settle down, use my angles and use my body a little more to my advantage. And I think that was the biggest thing. I know we've talked about you a little bit about this before, but obviously you've come out of Brock. You said, you know, you were hoping to kind of turn pro after you know, a year. So how did you end up signing with the Golden Knights? Um, yeah. So I finished at Brock and um, I took a, an East Coast contract with Adirondack and, and luckily I, they let me kind of start there for, you know, eight games in a row. And I was there for you know, about a month and um, New Jersey ended up sending two of their NHL contract guys down. Um, so I was obviously uh, released from my coast contract, you know, that's just kind of the way, way things work. And, um, and then, you know, Hershey bears kind of reached out to me that summer and said they wanted to give me an A, a deal. So I spent a season down in uh, South Carolina uh, and we had a really good team. It was a really good year. And, you know, I had a pretty successful year, um, you know, individually wise and uh, things went well. And then, uh, you know, COVID, that was the year that COVID started. So the season was cut short, sadly. And and then, uh, you know, Krim reached out to me, you know, later that summer that he, you know, wanted to give me a, you know, a two-year deal with Vegas and to come out and be a part of the bubble. And, and uh, like I said, it was a no brainer for me. So we've heard, you know, a little bit about the stories, you know, you drove out, you know, from Vegas after signing that, contract for the training camp uh before the bubble so any good stories from that road trip uh you know any good like music you listen to or like what what can you tell us about the drive out god i can't even like i can't even remember that drive now it just like i said i was so excited i got in my car and and left right away and um i really haven't left vegas since just because you know i love the city and i like being here so much yeah it wasn't like i said that was i was honestly terrified at the same time because it was middle of the COVID. i didn't want to be the new guy coming in you know after traveling and driving and, and giving all these guys COVID a week before they have to go to the bubble so i was terrified at the same time i, I probably would have slept in my car if i was able to um but yeah no it was uh it was intimidating for sure but it just yeah i just tried to get here as soon as i can um, and I, I was just really excited. No, that's awesome. And obviously, you know, you start your first year, you end up winning AHL goalie of the year with Silver Knights. And of course you make your, uh, NHL debut in Minnesota in relief of, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. So what was that moment like, uh, on the bench when you were told like, Hey, you know, it's time to get in the game. Yeah. yeah it was terrifying. Um, like the, when the team's down four one four one like that, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I didn't, you never want to replace your, your goalie partner, especially Flowery. That guy's a competitor and he works he works so hard and he he did so much as organization but when you know when they told me I was going in I was you know the heart just started going and luckily there was no fans so I couldn't get hassled too bad uh but no I didn't didn't really uh didn't really have to do much I think I had like two shots or something like that and they're pretty standard and the team almost came back but no it was it was a very cool you know an interesting uh I guess situation it being a COVID year with no fans but it's something I'll remember for sure my uh for the rest of my life 
So being around it and having a chance to, you know, maybe pick the brain of Robin Leonard, Marc-Andre Fleury that year, did, you know, anything you took away, uh, anything you were able to, to, to learn from those guys and add to your game? Yeah. I mean, you can just see how, you know, with learning from flower, like he just, you know, you walk into a room and, you know, guys just build off that guy. Like he is someone that so much respect around the league and, and by his teammates and, you know, most likable guy, no one says anything bad about him and the guys want to play so hard for him. And I think that's, you know, something that I would like to, you know, have the same impact, you know, down the road. Um, and just being like someone like that is amazing. And it would be awesome to be, if I could have that impact in the room. And then a guy like Robin, like me being a young guy coming in, you know, I got to, to sit and talk with Robin, um, who's been around and, you know, I, I was always, you know, focused on all oh, like trying to impress, you know, Pete or, you know, the organization and Robin just kind of sat down and told me like, you know what, just, just play hockey. You know, there's, it doesn't matter what, what they think or, you know, what the players think you're here for a reason. And just kind of, I remember him telling me that, and it, it goes a long way that to just throw the things out the window and, and just play hockey. And, and that's kind of been, uh, you know, going my way lately. So. Yeah. I guess what was it like to watch the two of them up close? Cause you know, you've talked about kind of the different aspects of your game recently. And obviously those two guys are very different in terms of, you know, Mark Andre is very athletic, can obviously get across his crease in a heartbeat where Robin is, you know, very technical, reads plays extremely well. So were you able to kind of take kind of bits and pieces of, of each of their game and kind of pick up some tips and tricks? Yeah, it's something I'm still trying to do today. I mean, even with with LB here too as well and Lenny, it's there's stuff I can pick and I'm trying to pick and, and steal, not steal, but adapt things from their game and put it into mine. And like, I think I've always had that, you know, athletic ability. And I think that's always going to be a part of my game. My issue is I just had to, you know, tone it back a bit and be a little bit more controlled. And I think that's where LB and Lenny here right now is really good for me. Cause I can watch these guys every day in practice. They're pretty too, you know, very well positioned. They move well, but they're always in the right spot um, with their bodies. And I think that's something that I'm trying to, to adapt more into my game. And I think that will give me a lot more success. Okay, so what about Robin Leonard's MMA stuff? Are you gonna join him for that, or is that that not you? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit more down the road. Um, he's uh, I remember going with him. He, he's pretty advanced. Uh, he uh, he loves that stuff. So it was cool to see, and it's it's really good idea. I think that's something more down the road that I would look and do for sure. Yeah, sounds good. Well, as you kind of you know look down the road and kind of project for the future, uh, where you know. Can your game still grow? Where are you hoping it still grows over the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I want to be, I want to be an NHL goalie, right? And I think that, uh, I think I'm close. I don't think I'm, you know, very far away. Um, you know, just a little bit more control and being able to read, you know, the shots. Yeah, I can do it really well in Henderson, but you know, up here it's, uh, it's a whole different story with these guys. So just continuing to, to you know, work hard, and practice, and and uh, you know, take it day by day. But I think I'm, I'm close and. Uh, Hopefully in the near future, I can stick up here for good. Well, one of the things I want to ask you about is, you know, you're unique as, as a right-hand glove. You, you catch, obviously, with that hand. Not a lot of goalies do. Does, does it feel like you have an advantage? Does it give, you know, a different look to shooters that, that maybe they don't see very often? Well, I've heard kind of two different things, right? Um, obviously, you know, here it, it does mess with players, and, and some players say it really does mess with them. And then I've also been told, you know, I skated the summer with Paul Stastny, and he prefers shooting on right-handed goalies. He likes it. So I think it's all preference of the shooters, right? Some guys hate it, and I think majority of guys aren't used to it, and some players think it's easier. So, um, I mean, I think Patch has my number down pretty well. I think he likes shooting on me. So. <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, I think he has that on a lot of goalies, too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm talking about, you know, your future as well and say, you know, you want to be obviously an NHL goalie. You are, you know, a restricted free agent at the end of this year. Has, you know, the future entered your mind at all about, you know, kind of wanting to prove that at the beginning of kind of your next contract next year that, you know, you can hang at the NHL level? Yeah, um, yeah obviously that's something that's... Uh hopefully going to be settled in the, the near, near future. And, um, you know, not trying to put too much thought into it. Um, I just want to, you know, continue to, to play hockey and obviously with everyone coming back, um, you know, looks like my, I'll be kind of going down. I, I would think back to Henderson very soon. So I'm just trying to, you know, enjoy every, uh, every day up here and continue to learn and, and hopefully uh, soon um, I can, can be a full-time guy up here. So, so obviously you're up there, you know, you're clearly on the road trip in the NHL, but, but we wanted to ask you real quick about Manny Viveros uh, and the announcement that, that he'll be back with the silver Knights and just, you know, your thoughts on that and, you know, the excitement that'll probably be around that and to have him back healthy. Yeah, no, I, uh, I shot him a text uh, when I found it on Twitter and, uh, and I'm really, really happy for him. It's uh you know, I remember when he when he came in the dressing room and told us kind of the start of the year, and it was it was it was terrible. Um, no one kind of knew kind of what was going to happen, and and you know that's our coach, and, and Manny's probably the most lovable guy I think I've ever met. You know, you ask anyone around the league, no one says anything bad about Manny. Um, and we're you know we're a family down there, we're really close, so I, I think for him to be back and and uh, and coaching again is huge for us. I think it's huge, you know, for, for everyone, everyone's really happy. The hockey community, he had so much support. I think it shows how tough of a guy he is and, and how tough hockey players are. And, um, you know, he can tell he, he missed us. He was still at the rink every day, watching practice around, you know, going through that. It's, it's crazy that he, he was around us as much as he was. He loves us. And I uh, know we definitely love him and we're happy he's back. Yeah. I guess what was it like kind of, you know, obviously he was still around a little bit, but just kind of for you guys, when you're with the silver Knights kind of having to band together as players and obviously the staff had to kind of step up and take, you know, additional responsibility and kind of, yeah, come together a little bit more to kind of get through that and help obviously Manny get through that as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, like when we first found out, I mean, we were trying to win, you know, win every game for Manny, for Huey and for Wardo. I mean, no one wanted to be in that situation, right? It wasn't, you know, I'm sure every coach wants to be a head coach in the AHL or the NHL, but you don't want to get it like that. It's not fair to anyone. So it's, uh, you know, we were as players, if we definitely tried to band together and, you know, we worked hard. I mean, we were going through our own stuff too, with all the COVID all, you know, losing a lot of players, but we just rallied together. And I, you know, we put together a lot of wins with, with a very, you know, depleted lineup. And I think we're just, that just shows how close of a family we are down there. We can play for anyone and it's, it's awesome to see. Maybe with a little bit with you, what, is, what has it been like, you know, having to go back and forth between the taxi squad and, you know, the AHL, has it been difficult? I mean, I'm sure you're, you know, happy to do it, but you know, is it, is it a little tough, you know, bouncing back and forth like that the way it's been for the last year plus? Oh yeah. It takes its hole in my gas tank for sure. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's why I love Vegas as well. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm here all the time, right? So, I mean, me driving to City National or me driving to Lifeguard is not a big deal at all. And um, it's not a problem at all for me. All right, that was Logan Thompson, Golden Knights goaltender here on the Golden Edge podcast. As a reminder, we are brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and we are presented uh, by Blue Wire. Uh, whatever you do to your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, uh, please do to this one. We would very much appreciate it. Uh, I'm Ben Goats. That was David Chain and special guest, Logan Thompson. And I'll talk to you guys again real soon.
the Nevada Preps high school sports coverage you need, plus all Southern Nevada team announcements powered by the Review Journal at NevadaPreps.com. Nevada Preps is sponsored by College Prospects of America, connecting student-athletes with academic and athletic opportunities. Find out how at CPOA-Nevada.com.